We are back once again. Episode seven. Here we are. Revenge of the Sith. No, that's no. not the, that's not the episode. <laughs> that is that is the episode, but it's not the right episode. I mm, think. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're back. The, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, so we talked a little bit about sports parenting on the last episode. We did. So I decided I want to drive this. So let's talk about parenting just as a, as a whole. So there's something special that you and I share that I think is hilarious and that maybe people might want to hear and how we walk through the process of finding out that we had an unexpected pregnancy. Okay. So you want to set them up for this? <laughs> um, Since you were the problem. Uh, I was the problem. You were the problem. I was the problem. Affirmative. Uh-huh. Um, so we had three kids at this point. Um, I'm working at a car lot selling selling cars. You were, it was, it was an industry that I had never been in. Correct. And so I, um, (laughs) so I was in the mornings of, you know, getting up, getting around, you know, in a car lot, you work very long hours, uh, you know, kind of open to close type on your feet all day, every day. Right. And so in the mornings, I just, I kept feeling you know, a little nauseous, but I just assumed it was because I was working long hours and I just grab a glass of milk and sit down for a minute, drink my milk, and then I just move along. Well, um, being in the field, I was working with mostly men. I was like one of two women that were salespeople. There were women in like the back office stuff, but salespeople, I was, yeah, we don't care about that. Yeah. I was one of two women. And I suddenly realized that I had been in this, um, position for long enough that I should have had some conflicts of dealing with things that women get to deal with. And I all of a sudden was like, Oh my goodness. You were like five weeks in. I've six weeks in. No, 90 days, 90 days in. I was three months in three months in. And I suddenly had a revelation and I'm like, huh, I might need to go to the doctor. And what revelation was that Trudy? Well, that I, you know, had that amp flow hadn't shown up. Exactly. That yeah. 90 days. 90 days Uh Well, you were just on top of your health at that time. Well, I was busy working. You know how I am. I love to work. I, you know, know, workaholic. I know you keep that on the calendar. And so you, uh, you, you check it off, you know, every 28 days and that women's stuff. And I'm so glad I'm a man. I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal. I'm glad you're a man too. I could not deal with that situation. It just is what it is. So you went 90 days and then you realize, Hey, something's wrong and I'm not feeling good. And so you schedule a doctor's appointment. I did. So I went to the doctor and, oh, we've, so, we so forgot this I'm gonna really throw the, important I'm going to help your story here a little bit. So in June, before she had gone to work for the car lot, we had been in Denver and she had gotten a stomach bug of some sort and was sick, really sick. We were on vacation, so we ended up having to go to the ER. And so that was an expensive bill. And when we got the bill, she was livid with the bill. And I thought, that's kind of interesting why she's so mad. Well, she was livid because they gave her a pregnancy test. And she was like, why did they give me a pregnancy test? Because after her third C-section, the doctor did a tubal ligation on her so she would not get pregnant again because three C-sections is plenty of cutting people open. So after the third child, she had a C-section. I had her C-section and had a tubal. And then three years later, she's at the doctor and they're giving her a pregnancy test, which just totally infuriated her. So... She should not be pregnant. So when the situation occurred that, hey, I'm feeling all these things, people will go, oh, yeah, you should have known. It was not a possibility. So carry on. Yeah. So an important thing about the tubal ligation is is to understand that it was clip-seared and tied. It was a three-part situation. So 
It's what they typically do. They do no, clip sear uh, and tie. Well, sometimes they don't do tie. They oh, just well. clip and sear. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I remember being in the in the in the delivery for the third child and smelling barbecue, but that was, <laughs> that was so gross. Neither here, that was neither here that nor there. So, so anyway, so carry on. <laughs> Anyways, so I decided that hey, I probably need to go to the doctor. Of course, they assumed that it was a um, tubal pregnancy, which is very bad. Um, baby never, baby never survives, and it could you know if you try to do it, then it, sometimes mom doesn't survive. Surgery, and, and yeah, it's just a hot mess. So they just assumed that. So I went to the doctor. They did the. Um, and I haven't told Patrick yet. I haven't told him anything because yeah. at this point I don't even know what's going on, but I'm like, oh my gosh. And so they do the, the sonogram and it turns out that baby is where baby belongs and all is well. Baby and, on board in yep, the womb. I am three months along and I just was completely blown away. So I call Patrick and say, Hey, can you go to lunch, babe? And I was really busy because I had projects due. And so I told her, no, can't do it today. Sorry. I'll see you at home. What did the doctor say? help and i was like you know what we'll just, we'll just talk at home it's not a big deal don't and worry said, about no, it what did the doctor tell you yeah and i'm like no it, we'll just talk tonight honey. i said you can it'll tell me fine. on the phone no it'll be fine we'll just talk at no home. tell me what the doctor said yeah and so i refused to tell him over the phone and yep. so then you i hung up the phone was very upset and mad because um now my brain is running circles like what could be happening and of course, the big thing comes up is you know she's she's been sick for a couple of weeks, you know, multiple weeks, and that uh, you know my wife's dying, and she doesn't want to tell me what the doctor told her, and so I in my brain think that she's got you know three months to live, and uh, she won't doesn't want to tell me. So I finished working out today, wasn't very productive, that's for sure, and then uh, finally you know left early because I wanted to find what was going on and went home, and then met her at the house and said, tell me what the doctor said. And she says, you probably want to sit down, which only aff affirmed my um, belief that it was really, really, really bad news. Yeah. So I sat down. Yeah. Now understand that we've been married about 10 years at this point and um, maybe, maybe 12, somewhere 12 in there. Years. We've 12 been years. Married 12 years. 12 at this years. Point. And you know, we have, we have a very healthy marriage. We've always had a healthy marriage and, um, yeah. So he walks in the door, I'm sitting down, it's just me and him. And, and he, I'm like, you just need to go ahead and sit down. Like nope. I wouldn't even tell him standing up. Nope. Maybe sit down. <laughs> and so I made him sit down and he's like, okay, what's going on? And so I was like, well, went to the doctor today. Yep. And what do you say? The doctor said that I'm pregnant. Yep. And my first response was you cheated on me. <laughs> now, mind you guys, that I'm the one that had the tubal ligation. Well, and this is a funny story because when we had our third child, we were doing our, our pre-op uh, stuff for the third child for the C-section. My wife says, we need to talk to our OBGYN about getting you fixed. And I looked at her and went, what? And she goes, well, you know, we can't have more than three kids on a C-section situation. So you'll need to get a vasectomy. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we go into the doctor's office and we have our, our check. He does all the sonogram stuff. And he's like, everything's great. Anything else? And she goes, yeah, we need to talk about getting him a vasectomy. And the doctor looked at me and says, do you want a vasectomy? And I was like, no, I really don't want to have a vasectomy. And he's like, well, why are you getting a vasectomy? I said, because we can't have any more kids. And he goes, you're not the issue. She's the one that's having C-sections. Well, I'll, when I'm in there, I'll just take care of it. So the vasectomy got taken off of my list and put onto her list where she was going to get fixed. And so when I said you cheated on me, that didn't make, that was my first thought. And it didn't make a lot of logical sense because 
a lot of it made it, no <laughs> logical sense because that didn't really work and then i stopped and i went wait a minute wait a minute you're what you're pregnant you can't be pregnant right uh-huh and you're like yep i'm pregnant three yep. months along yeah and i'm like how are you pregnant <laughs> and the tubes have grown back together and yep. it was the size of an ever sharp pencil lead. the passageway yes and then the doctor said what about me that you have power swimmers. I have strong swimmers. I'm strong like bull. <laughs> strong <laughs> like bull. You're such a weirdo. I have Michael Phelps swimmers. And so <laughs> apparently one of my Olympians uh, made it through the passage, uh, through the uh, the Eversharp pencil-led passage and took care of business. Mm-hmm. And so after we just got our third one pretty much through daycare, we were looking at another three years of daycare, another 18 years of raising a child, another four years of college. Yeah, all of that because my doctor was not very good. He actually told us that it was the first time in 20 he years. He was a great doctor. You shouldn't say he that. He said it was the first time in 20 years. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's just, if it's one time in 20 years, if it's the first time in 50 years, it's way too many times. But, yeah, so I told him, I said, all right, I'm going to take care of this one. If it happens again, you've got the next one. Then when I was in there for the four C-section, I saw pieces becoming, you, there were pieces removed. <laughs> I'm not sure what he took out, but uh, he was not going to let them touch again. So he made yeah. sure to, uh, to reroute the plumbing that time. Yeah, that, that's a crazy story. So anyway, so we are now 23 years into, 23 and a half years into having a child that we weren't expecting to have. And, uh, you know, it was kind of one of those things I always look at it. People's like, well, that's such a blessing. I'm like, it is a blessing because it could have been a situation where our youngest was 13 when that happened. It just so happened our youngest was three. So we actually have a kind of a normal nuclear family where they're all about first two are pretty close, but the rest of them are three years apart, as most people do. And, uh, you know, 23 and a half years later, we, we have our youngest and, uh, that was a great story from 23 years ago where, you know, sometimes uh, the unexpected happens and you've got to shift and pivot. That's been our word for the last uh, last few months has been shift and pivot for some reason. I'm not sure why we're shifting and pivoting all the time, but life throws you life well, throws a curveball. Because if you don't shift and pivot, then you get stuck yep. in a place that you for sure don't want to be. Yep. And then then what do you do? So if you can't learn to shift and pivot you're going to have a lot of heartache. I started to say a little bit of heartache, but no, you're going to have a lot of heartache. Well, and I think people sometimes with their plans, you know, I, I am not a person. Everybody looks at me and thinks I don't have a plan. I actually have a plan. It's just not, it's not written out. It's not well formulated. And I get upset when people mess with my plan. You know, if we're like traveling and I'm like, we're leaving at 830. I expect us to be pulling out of the driveway at 830. Yeah, but he doesn't tell any of us that he yeah, had that but plan. I ha- but I, I have it in my brain. We're going to leave at 830. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, let's get up at 730, and then we'll get the car packed, and we'll be out here by 830. Yeah, and now we're talking about a communication issue. Yeah. We're no longer talking about shifting. And no, pivoting. no, but, but you know, sometimes people have life plans, and they have you know plans for career plans and, and all these different plans they have for their life. And sometimes things, you know, sometimes there's a roadblock. Sometimes there's an unexpected pregnancy that comes in <laughs> that causes you to have to shift and pivot. And, you right. know. At that point, then you just um, roll with it and you go from there. Go from there. Learn so to anyway, shift and pivot. Learn to shift and pivot as you're walking through the things of life. So that is episode seven. Now you know a little bit more about us, our fourth child that was unplanned, an unplanned pregnancy. 
after we've been married for 12 years. Yep. Life happens. Life happens. That's that's pretty much what we tell him. Life happens. <laughs> so anyway, that's episode seven. Absolutely. Come there join you us go. again for episode eight where we might talk about who knows what. Who knows what? Is that it? Were we done? I'm signing We're officially off. done. You're signing off. Great. Signing off. Okay. Signing off. Catch you next time.